0: Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Childs is joined by dairy farmer Dermot O'Donovan, who documents the tricky grazing conditions following the storms and snow, and looks forward to his grazing plan for the month of March. What I'm trying to, I suppose, get get out to people i suppose is that you have a, a real desire to graze and if people were watching the video there when you spend your to show where the cows had been grazing last night you can see the the, the in the background so you're facing the galties and you're at a reasonable height as well so it's not a, an easy farm in terms of the actual location of the farm soil type isn't too bad but would be would be tricky um, and the other major obstacle that you have is, as you said, in, as you mentioned in the video there, you're traveling on Tower Road. And what you mean by that is you have to go out onto Public Road in order to get onto, onto some, a lot of your grazing platform. So it would be very easy for Dermot Dun- O'Donovan to say, we'll just leave him in the shade now until we know that things are going. So going to be okay. So what's your motivation or what really drives you to get the cows out all the time, Dermot? And...
1: I just I actually love grass. Uh, it makes labour around the yard a lot easier. Uh, cows are contained. I think cows are happier to be on grass. Uh, obviously, output from the cows is better uh, solids, and um, it just really frees up the day around the yard. Um, like since since. Since uh, we've been focusing on grass here, uh, kilos of milk solids have improved tremendously from grass. Like, um, yeah, and like basically, if you don't graze grass early, you won't grow, grow the same tonnage in the year. Um, so, like trying to get ten grazings per year from each paddock would be the key, really. Yeah. Um,
0: and and then um, like coming back to what you said about getting the grass grown as well, like you actually grew fourteen point two ton last year, uh, utilizing eleven and a half or plus. So it's fantastic performance. And as you said, then that has linked itself to the the increase in milk solids after farm that you have. And I think an interesting point that I would note for for you as well would be that uh, last year your protein actually went up um, on the previous year which is actually contrary to a lot of farms last year, because last year was a trickier. Most people probably slipped back 0.03, 0.04 in terms of protein delivered, but your protein went up by 0.06. So it, like what you're saying in terms of the, the what grass is doing for you is delivering. And would you hope to achieve more?
1: Yeah, sure. There's always the positive look. and um, I hope with genetics and grass that I can keep improving and, um, I have sixty percent calved after three weeks. Um yeah, uh would be hoping like I should have eighty eighty to ninety percent calved in the eight weeks. Um yeah, things are going okay now at the moment. and um, there are, I'm I've just thirty eight hectares in the grazing platform, uh, just twenty percent grazed. They're on three and a half kilos of meal and they're out day and night. They are in today because of basically there's snow on the ground here at the moment. Um, So I'm taking today as a wet day, hopefully to get them out this evening for two to three hours again. Um, This year they were out full time day and night Um, in early February when the weather was good. They were actually out uh, all night and... They were very happy, like you go up in the morning and they were all lying down content. Um, And then when the weather started to deteriorate and ground got softer, it's kind of black surface here. And so basically, since the weather did deteriorate, I'm only, I try to get them out for five hours during the day because if a shower of rain comes, I don't want to be going out from at one o'clock. I'd rather let them out from half 10 to three if I can at all. Uh, Then they're just waiting in the hauling air to be milked and uh, get them out from like half five to eight uh just saves leaving them in on the cubicles and is a jobless uh, lime in the cubicles and um, but like the cows are very content uh, there's always access to silage actually in front of them when they do come in at night time and um, yeah you're you're standing them off there obviously then after
0: milking in the morning to create that bit of an edge on them for when they do go out yeah 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 um the other thing then, Dermot, I suppose, uh, as I said, what I uh, probably want to try to get from you, like, uh, it's quite clear that you you really do like grass, as you said there. But um, the the, the whole motivation, we'll say. So obviously this morning there's snow on the ground around us at home there as well, and we can't. It's it's quite obvious maybe that you can't go out. But like, we came off the back of the storms there at the weekend. You were back out Monday grazing again Monday. Like, what's what what, what like you milk the cows in the morning Monday? You, you left them standing in the collecting yard. You take it, you took off straight away to find see could you find a dry spot, basically, was it?
1: Yeah. Um, I left them standing in the milking parlour, the collecting yard. And I did think when I was heading out, I got two different paddocks, and I picked a paddock, and uh, I was actually surprised to see how dry it was when I did get out to walk it. Uh, so, yeah, they were out in one day. The... They were out Saturday grazing during the day. They were in Saturday night, Sunday, and Sunday night. So they were out then again Monday, and uh, from Monday night on then again. Um, it is surprising um, how fast ground does dry. out. Like you could be sitting in the yard and say that, um, and once you're back, thinking that they're not walking on what they did in the previous grazing. Um, you'll be surprised how fast after rain you can get out like to be honest and um, definitely back fencing is like the key to getting them out like and um, there is a little bit of extra work this time of year and getting them out with wires and things and reels but uh, it's definitely well worth it like and just um, on yeah. the infrastructure side of things, then Dermot,
0: like, have you done much in terms of improving access since you would say with the focus that you have on grass? Have you done anything in terms of improving the access to the to the ground?
1: Yeah, uh, should look, anywhere I could get a wire handle off passage is there. Like, um, like the more access points you have to a field, it doesn't have to be. Um, this 12 foot wide passage like a four foot wide slip passage would do you just to get cows out it's only for the spring and the autumn um. but yeah sure uh i focus on my best access fields for the wettest days uh what i'm actually grazing at the moment was my last graze last year uh, it was closed on the 10th of november and it's there's a cover of 1100 on it today um. Yeah, I suppose, look, uh, if you were planning on receding any fields, uh, they'd be the ones you'd be grazing now. Um, that if you did do a little bit of excess damage, that you wouldn't mind that you'd be receding it in April anyway. Um, so I suppose you'd be picking them fields at the moment, uh, if the weather was very bad. Uh, um, yeah, other than that, like, um, sure, it's just, I suppose, not leaving cows out too long, like, um
0: yeah, and just the back fencing. Yeah, so um, the other thing that I suppose, to, which the video didn't really do you justice, is where you showed where they grazed last night, probably is nearly the worst of, of, of your grazing as such, because you can see further back down along the field that there's very good grazing done there. And uh, like we say, in terms of the level of damage that was just there in the video, you're it's not bad um but will is there anything that you'll be watching out now for second round will seven you'll be coming back around to that section maybe
1: yeah i suppose so look we'll be probably kicking off the second rotation on the 6th of april and um, anything that was grazed poorly at the moment uh be trying to get back into it at a thousand of a cover to get a better clean out in it um I basically loosen up the wire a little bit. Uh, I had grazeouts work very good up until Saturday and then with the rain over the weekend uh, I gave the cows an extra an extra amount of ground just to reduce damage. Uh grazeouts are okay like yeah. Um sure I will get it again in the start of the second rotation if I go in there at, at a thousand. Um, I I'm not concerned over damage and am doing it at the moment and I would consider it uh, fairly good to be honest yeah yeah and i suppose just in case people take, pick me up wrong
0: I, I don't think there is damage done there either like it's just a couple of yeah. holes where you took the video the the other thing is that you've you um the case is looking really well there on the video in terms of the color so you said you spread the slurry there on the seventeenth of january so on twenty percent of the ground and then you spread nitrogen on the rest of the ground as well um are you very are you happy with the response that you got to that nitrogen conditions were excellent obviously at the time when you did apply them
1: yeah and soil temperatures there at the in the january or early february were um, nine on my farm there were nine and so i did go out with uh, the 23 units Uh, it definitely picked up um it definitely picked up the whole farm the early nitrogen um like oh i did a walk four weeks previous and um on the first of February, I was nine sixty. So on the on the twenty third of the second, I had a fan cover at the end of a thousand and ten. So I twenty percent grazed, and my fan cover still went up. and okay. um, yeah, and um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it. And um, like where I had eight hundreds, have gone to like twelve hundreds in three to four weeks. Like, um I do think. On my farm, I have a lot higher covers than the last two previous years. Um, so I, um, when the weather will pick up a bit, I will be trying to pick out some 16, 1700s and some 1000s that I won't be leaving all my high covers to the very end uh, because the high covers will be slower to, to pick up and recover again. Uh, so if I can graze like 20% of my higher covers earlier, that they'll be coming back thing as well is theory, you know so you've
0: nitrogen on those two daughter, I'm like, and you'll be t- hoping that if the weather will pick up in the next few days that you might start to go into them in the early March period ideally like is it
1: yeah yeah and um, I would say the paddocks that I've grazed now I'd be hoping none of them got slurry I'd be hoping to follow them with slurry you now as well like um, two and a half thousand gallons of slurry uh, on anything that will be grazed and has been grazed um, so that's my plan on it. Very
0: good. And uh, there's a question in then, do you have any kind of rough, would you be able to give us a rough idea in terms of the amount of silage that the cows are getting, we'll say consuming overnight like?
1: Um, I have it in as, it's in as uh, two kilos. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and is the barrier
0: wiped out? Uh, the fact that you're standing them off, I suppose, in the morning is you're, you're they have, you said, uh, am I right in taking you up, that they always have silage at their head basically overnight so that they're not hungry at any point, And then you're just keeping them in the yard for, I suppose, to get a few jobs done, maybe not to be out in the road when people are on their way to work and on their way to school, et cetera, as well. And also that they just get a chance to get a, a bit of a, an age on them to go grazing when they
1: do go out. Yeah, um like when i come up to go milking in the morning uh there is silage in front of them at seven o'clock so i bring them down to the milking yard um at around half seven or whatever Um, i my theory of leaving them out at half 10 is so that i can keep them out from half 10 till three o'clock That basically they're not coming in to stand in the queue because it's at one o'clock that is my theory okay. um I just, just keep labour down, uh, that you'd only be lying in cubicles once. Um, yeah, so they are wait they are waiting in the from milking, from the time of milking, we say, um, to the time of feeding calves and things. I wait till I have all my jobs done, and then they're left out at the half ten, um, s- simply because I don't want to be leaving the cows. I could leave them out at nine o'clock and bring them in at one o'clock, but then they'll be waiting again from one till three for milking, so that's my theory of getting them out at half ten. Um, and they are happy, like, and sometimes it's a bad habit, I suppose, to give cows the habit of that. Oh, I'll run up and let the cows in when a shower of rain comes. If you start doing that, any shower of rain that you'll get, they will gather, like, and um, so it's just to elim- eliminate that as well, like, yeah, okay. uh, basically basically once they go at the half 10 i don't go for them until three o'clock like. and
0: then the other question i suppose Dermot, in terms of the well the fact that you're on the day and night now maybe makes it slightly different for you but have you that next break ready for tomorrow before you're coming in to milk in the evening time more or less like
1: yeah i do yeah and um, subject to heavy rainfall ra- heavy rainfall um, i would know and have it ready for the next day uh if we did get heavy rain, I would check that paddock and maybe have to change yeah, my season. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, have as much ready for the next day as possible. Yeah. Okay.
0: Very good. So i just uh, just going to share a screen here again now in terms of um, just to show your spring rotation plan there at the minute as well, Dermot. Um, so just... So that's just to show the, the performance of the herd, as I said, which has been really underpinned by the, the calving pattern and the, the grass side of things. And I suppose it's important to point out here as well that you're feeding whole, whole milk to calves as well. So this is actually very close to 550, if not over 550 potentially as well. So And people can see here that within Dairy Gold, the O'Donovan herd is in the top 11% in terms of total solid salt uh, into the crop. Uh, and very good, a five-star report there, with the exception of the protein there, which Uh, as you said I suppose on the back of genetics probably the grass is driving it at the moment and you'll be hoping to push that on even further with the genetics into the future but an excellent performance overall so you should be able to see the, the, um, the chart in relation to the spring rotation plan for Dermot's farm at the moment you can see here that the red line is the target area grazed and it's important to point out here that while this green line is below the red line here that's because Dermot's cover is done from yesterday so you can see that He's 17% of the farm grazed to date. Target is to be at 23, so there'll be more of that going to be grazed before the end of the week, bringing him closer to the actual target there. Uh, so you probably expect to slow down a small bit, Dermot, if you do get the weather to go into the heavier covers, I suppose, to get them out of the way. So, you, you, And then you might speed up again then as we move to in, on beyond Patrick's Day, depending on the way things are going. Just, I suppose, the other question that I'd have for you then is um, – just in relation to your your walks, we'll say. So you did the walk yesterday, I know, because you had a chance, um, but your first walk done maybe just before you turned out and to start to January. Y- your your focus in terms of walks is probably more through the summer than at this time of the year, but what is your plan for walking during
1: the month of March now, we'll say? Um, from the month of March, uh, definitely once a week. Um, once we come into April, it'll be twice a week, um, like April, May, June, the peak growing months, will definitely be twice a week, um, to see if there's surplus grass or grass deficiency. Um, without pasture base, I will be lost for grazing. Like, um, it is my key tool for grazing, um, and even like taking out surplus paddocks, you can know when you can reseed. um, you. It just gives you so much information ahead of what's happening. Like, um, yeah uh I did forty five walks last year um yeah uh, you'd be surprised what happens in five days in april like um like things can just get out of control like in april and May, and um, so as to keep on top of it um yeah, I suppose the other thing in der
0: as well given the the nature of the farm like so it's it's not really fragmented as such but it's just tricky to get to like just the way it's laid out you you have to as you say go on to the road. so like the walks uh, like you said there they're giving you that window of a view ahead so a lot of the time you can probably avoid having to come in with silage if things were getting tricky at at stages during the year by maybe upping the meal a couple of weeks out and and carrying through and riding out the storm maybe rather than Finding that, oh my God, we're out of grass and we have to go introduce silage, which is a complete headache for you to do because of the, the, the way the, the, the place is set up. Like It's like going back to a yeah. grazing situation in the middle of the summer, then if you have to be bringing cows in.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. As you said there, Stuart, like, yeah, um, basically, if you had a grass deficiency, you can feed more meal. And even simple things like, sure, if you have surplus grass that you can go away and bail your furthest way paddocks from the air that the cows don't have to be walking that distance and uh, my furthest way paddock from the air is a kilometer and um, so as little walking to there as possible and um, yeah
0: yeah look i I think um I just wanted to say thanks very much for because in fairness you didn't even Flinch when I asked you yesterday would you come on and do do this with me today so I really appreciate you coming on and I appreciate you taking the video yesterday and uh, I think people will get a lot from listening to you I think it's quite obvious that you're very interested in the grass side of things and how it's actually delivered for you is very evident from that quad performance report as well so I'd like to congratulate you and your mum and dad I'm doing an excellent job there on the firm fair play to you um, and I'd like to thank you again just for coming on this morning And I hope people found it very useful um so we'll wrap it up with that folks wish you all the best for the next few days and Dermot's intent on getting out again tonight if things are going good so people head off out there later on in the afternoon when the snow has melted and have a look see can you get cows out somewhere uh, and get them out to grass and try and get the, the grazing done Um obviously the objective is to get to that 30% for the first of, of March or, or, or thereabouts depending on where you're farming it does help a lot to have that grass coming back in the in the early part of April for m- the majority of farms. There are some very heavy farms that obviously have no grazing done, maybe as yet. They they work on a different trajectory. So, but for the vast majority of people, we have to be targeting to get this 30 odd percent grazed at the start of, of um, March and then moving on as we move into March. We'll, and we'll come back to look at it again. We won't pick on you this time, Dermot. We'll we'll get someone else to fill the gap here for us. So thanks again, Dermot, for coming on. Next week, I'm going to do a little bit in milk recording because it's that time of year to get started if people aren't starting. Um, and maybe in the meantime, it might be a chance to, for people to t- think about making that phone call to their milk recording organisation to start organising the recordings. And Emma Louise has a podcast done on that this week as well that people should tune into as well. So we wish you well for the week. Thanks a million again, Dermot. Really appreciate you coming on. Uh, wish you all well for the week and take care, everyone. And thank you. That's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey, and thanks for listening.